thought you were so cute in the music video. You got the moves down. The problem was you weren't selling it up here. We could see you counting. Because of that, you missed some of the lip sync that you wrote. <laughs> you are someone from my tribe. I know how hard it's been for you. And yet here you are. So proud of you. <laughs> oh, man. We could see you counting. When you're just listening to it. You, yeah, I know. And I can, well, and it, what an ironic line, because I can hear the beats in this audio yeah. clip as well. Yeah, right. I can see where they splice some things in there. <laughs> it's incredible. You know, someone pointed this out on Twitter yeah. a few uh, weeks ago. Instagram? Oh, okay. Go ahead. No, it was something else. It was, it was not someone who had reached out to us. It was just something I saw. I peeked at Twitter, and someone had pointed out, like... I peeked in high school. Okay, go ahead. Well, hey, you know, different, <laughs> different strokes, different folks. But I... There was some talking head for one of Daya's runways a few weeks ago and they kind of pointed out like this is such Franken editing this is just like sound mm. clips from different weeks that they are or, or different like chunks of a much larger monologue they have narrowed down and mm. I, I feel the same way about this we're like whatever this speech was from RuPaul I don't know where it came from I don't know who it was to <laughs> But it's not dancing, I can tell you that. You know? <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Well, you don't know shit. Uh, Mary, uh, absolutely. This speech was much longer from RuPaul. And the producers and editors were like, we, we can't keep that whole thing in, Ru. We have to, we, we, we have to hide the fact that she's going to win. <laughs> yeah, but Ru's like, okay, but I, I got choked up. And if you don't include this, then... What, what was this all for? You know, this is my yeah, moment. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. This is my moment. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, we get to choose our families. Yeah. This, yeah. It's the same. It's that same. She She's getting choked up. Uh, interesting also, you can always tell. If RuPaul is crying, right, they would show her crying. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they didn't in this, I think, just explains that the, it, it was a Franken edit that there was much more that they didn't show. This was essentially the ending of All Stars 4. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, In terms sure. of just editing. Uh, it was sure. so weird. I, I, I just, I kind of felt like, I don't know. I don't know why they did it. Because I felt like, well, why wouldn't you show the whole moment? Why, you know, why not, you know, exploit this moment for RuPaul to have the soft sell? You know what I mean? Yeah, I the only reason I can think of that why well, I can think of a bunch of reasons. <laughs> That's why I have a podcast with you about this. Um Is that what we're doing here? Is that what we're doing here, Jeff? What are you doing here, Jeff? What are you doing here, Jeff? Oh, you know, I tried to look for that quote the other day, but we can talk about that later. Great. Uh so I one of my big takeaways from this entire episode, Mary's, is that RuPaul RuPaul doesn't just love Georges. She also loves Willow Pill. And there was, there were so many moments throughout that we've talked in the past about the winner's edit or, or that's the winner's shot. Uh, there were winner's quotes similar to UK season three when he kept telling Crystal Versace that she was born to do drag. There were similar moments here. And this is an example of one of those moments where she's like, you're one of my tribe. 
to say that, Mary, right? So that's one reason say why that. I think that. Think that. And then later, <laughs> and then later. when she's the crowned winner of season 14. <laughs> um, I also think that they they wanted to get in, and this is credit, I think, to the producers. They wanted to get in a little bit more meat of the, the Tic Tac lunches. We got more Tic Tac lunch. We didn't get any vocal rehearsal, thank God. Uh, we got, you know, the dance rehearsal, but I think, you know, the eye candy is worth it. Um, and, you know, the silliness of, of some of the queens. But I, I think that they got more in in terms of these characters, in terms of this top five, because I think the producers needed to plead a case that they were not going to eliminate someone again. <laughs> well, yeah. I, it, all, the whole episode was about selling us equally on all five of them. <laughs> And, and 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 then it's almost like, you know, they edit the whole episode knowing how it's going to end. So I also love that the whole time, so to speak, they know that none of these queens are going home. And so narratively for it to play out that the two sweethearts would end up having to lip sync yeah. against each other in the end. I mean, it mm. just it just goes back to like however you want to look at it as like this is all scripted or whatever or just great editing I, who cares as a tv show it, it is kind of it continues to be great storytelling in season 14 i do not have a problem with the fact that once again we don't have an elimination i because it's like well who did you want to go home because guess what? Daya didn't <laughs> do so poorly. Well, no, I was, she didn't. She did really great. Yeah. She did really great. Yeah. I didn't you love her, just, her verse, but I, uh, yeah. It was you can't just send good. someone home just because, you know, you don't like her attitude, you know? Uh, you, uh, no, you can't. I guess not. No. Um, I mean, who knows why the Vixen went home, but whatever. Well, uh, you know. <laughs> That's not why RuPaul sent her home. No, yeah, of course yeah. not. No, let's let's ask she? Asia O'Hara back to the reunion <laughs> to explain that one. I believe she summed it up best at her own reunion. <laughs> this is true. Um, yeah, I, 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 they needed to make a case. I will say, I, while this episode to me is just another one of those final lap episodes that I find kind of very boring, um, they did manage to goop and gag me at the end. Because when they called Angeria first, I fell for it. Mm -hmm. I was yeah. in the bar and I was like, you know, uh, brain exploding emoji. Yeah. Yeah. The momentary goop that Willow, that low will pill would not make it to the finale. I mean, I, I got to give it to them. I mean, this whole season I've been saying like, oh, well, Angie and Willow are obviously shoe-ins for the finale. Yes. So it's yes. all about maybe Bosco, maybe Daya Candon, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like. So to kind of lead viewers into thinking, oh, these two sweethearts are safe. And then to put them both on the cliff, you know, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it was, I, yeah, I, I mean, I agree the with you I, on the cliff. Is that a good son reference? Oh, I didn't even think of that. The <laughs> Wendy Crewson of it all. Oh, Wendy Crewson. RuPaul as Wendy Crewson. <laughs> oh, my God. Someone who's better at editing needs to, like, make that happen. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so I the thing about the gag of Willow possibly being uh, eliminated is also I think that they would have lost 90% of the fan base if Willow went home. Everybody loves Willow, Mary. Everybody loves her. I have not spoken to one person that hasn't been at least team Willow. 
But when you say lose the fan base, are they, what are they going to do? No, but you know, like I feel like people would uh, they would still watch, but I think they would check out. They would they you mm-hmm. know it would be like ah, uh, I'm not excited anymore. Well, do you think that is because I I feel like I I definitely can see that I find Willow to be kind of the most fun to root for, but I. I also feel like I would be also really content with like Lady Camden winning or Angie yeah, winning. So it's yeah. like, yeah, yes, Mary, all of that is correct. And I don't think that they could have knocked out Willow before the finale. I think that, you know, I, I just don't, I mean, yes, I think Lady Camden is the second choice. There are more people that are like, Oh, Lady Camden, just give it to her. Just give it to her. After they say that their favorite is Willow pill. Right, and and that's something that we see with a lot of seasons where, like, season seven, it's like, you got to give it to her, Violet, but, oh, Katya's mm. my favorite, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, especially this season, you could still have a pretty lucrative deal being not the winner. So, um, you know, because you heard about that whole, you know, the upping the cash prize this season. Yes. So yes, I'm, they have upped the cash prize by 50%, which is amazing. Uh, apparently, it's because of inflation, uh, and I'm just like, also the looks. <laughs> well, and like, not only are they increasing the first place prize, the second pra- place queen gets $50,000. That's amazing. Yeah, and then Miss Congeniality gets not a gift certificate from Overstock.com. She gets a $10,000 prize. And then all of the queens get a $2,000 cash prize just for showing up. So, okay. you know. I, I so- courtesy of Sia? Because I feel like Sia's done that. Uh, uh, this was courtesy of Cash Survivor. App. Oh, the cash app. Okay. So I don't know. I don't use Sia. that app. So yeah, I don't either. So they're not, um, they're not a sponsor. So <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah. So, but they are of Drag Race, and so th- so I I feel like it's kind of interesting knowing that going in that it's like oh even once we get to the like final lip sync both of these queens are walking away with a, with a nice return on their investment you know yeah hopefully uh, hopefully I you know I don't know how much they spent and, and all of that but yes you're absolutely right I think that's you know that's always nice it's always nice uh, when you see that even if you don't win you get you get money you get you, you know you're appreciated um, yeah. I the, the thing with Willow is I again like yeah you're right Mary not lose the fan base but I just feel like it would deflate so many people. Willow crosses generations. Willow crosses uh, aesthetics. Willow crosses genders. There are people, everybody I feel like is just in love with Willow. I could be talking about it in my ass right now and there's like people writing us letters. Do not write me letters. Um, and I I hear you. Maybe you're like, nah, she shouldn't do it for me. Great. You are of like the 2%. Well, you know, do not write us letters. I do all, I'm also curious if there's someone who's like not, like actively like, yeah, she is not my pick to win at all. I'd be curious what informs that. Because I get what you're saying. I think it's interesting how Willow is so reminiscent of Evie, you know, who's of course her drag mother, drag sister, whatever. But there is a similar sense of like, it feels really good to root for you because like you're doing something exciting and different and it it feels very genuine and like, you know, she's it, funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's funny and like it, it feels like a real person on TV. And so I yeah. feel like, you know, that's also like the the reality TV side of things of like, you know, 
there's the queens who it, it's funny we just talked on the only marys about season 11 and we were talking about the season 11 mini challenges and it's like technically track record wise brooklyn heights had the best track record mm. and evie did not going into the, the finale but like who did I want to see win more? What informs that? You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. well, I liked Evie more, you know? I like Bart. Yeah. I absolutely. like Evie. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting with Willow because Willow's won one challenge and then she's just been safe, right? Now she's she's mm-hmm. in the bottom this episode, uh, which, you know, you could have argued against. Um, but I, and going into the finale, she, I still think that there, that would be the reason why people are like, ah, no, she shouldn't win. People will be like, look at the track record. It's Camden or Angeria uh, or Camden or Bosco. I feel like I feel like there's some Bosco fans, but not as many as like a Lady Camden or a Willow. Like it just seems it goes Willow, Camden slash Angeria and then Bosco and then Daya. Yeah, that's probably where I'm at, though. I I and I, I didn't watch it because I didn't want it to inform my opinions at all. But I did see like a little clip from the pit stop this week with Monet and Bob, and Bob was like, "I'm Team Daya to win." And I mean, I don't know if she's just like making good well, making good Bob YouTube. Yeah, I know, right. but I also kind of like that as a conversation starter of like, huh? And I think maybe even some of our Marys wrote in like the idea of like Daya winning as like the ultimate comeback queen and. And kind of a throwback queen, right? Because she she played like a Raja or a Raven, you know what I mean? And so I'm not saying Daya is my pick to win. I've, I've just always been playing devil's advocate with Daya of like in a different world or in a different lens, it'd be so great if Daya ended up Mary, winning this season. I said that last season about Candy winning. I was like, wouldn't that be a gag? Right? I just, <laughs> I kind of love it because it like, because it, fans, you know? <laughs> yeah, other than the money, it doesn't matter who wins. And so right. like, I just kind of think like, I know that people would be disappointed and deflated and it would be the whole, everyone would just, you know, throw the season in the garbage. But like, I... I also think it warrants rewatching the season. I think there's a lot of things about this top five um, that like rewatching the season. It's like, well, you got to give it to her, Biella. She might have earned it. I don't think she earned it. Uh, I don't find her a drag interesting. I don't care about the personality. I know that they're editing a show. Um, you know, she could be the sweetest person and be very honest, right? Like, whatever. Um, I just I, I, I don't find her drag that interesting it doesn't speak to me and and i and i loved her in the challenge this week so i can also say that uh but what i just if she i don't won? what if she won no i don't think thing. that would be doing a, a service to dia to be honest i feel like dia would then be defending her crown i don't think the show is going to do that uh to the universe i i feel like i will and you know i might be eating my words maybe she's gonna lip sync house down boots as the kids say i'm pissed boots um, yeah i mean we'll see because like she's had a pretty good track record of lip syncing i i just think it would be such a, a funny twist that would just put a whole new a whole new spin on this season that like oh my god this queen who went home the first week and was called a copycat of her drag sister and ostensibly was just the like quote-unquote villain of the season like just quietly wins the crown (laughs) 
Yeah, I, 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 I get it. I don't know if I find it funny, uh, but I would, I would think it was interesting at least. I could have a conversation about why that's interesting. You know, I just don't. That's not the as a as a, a fan or a lover of drag. I just don't think that would be. That's not my fantasy, Mary. Um, speaking of Bob and Monet, the one clip I did see was Bob making a Willow Smith joke. And I was just like, Bob is leaning in, and I appreciate that so hey, much. Hey, you know what? You know, it, it, it's not punching down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Take my daughter's name out your fucking mouth. That's, <laughs> that's what he great. said. That's great. Because <laughs> uh. Monet said Willow Smith, not Willow Pill. Anyway, Marys, let's jump in. Are you ready, Mary? Let's I am ready. Round. Team... Dia. No, I'm I'm not, but we'll get to who I'm team what at the end. But um, All right, Mary. All right. Well, Mary. I would like to just acknowledge that the show knows the show knows a good joke when they get one. And so I love that in the recap of last week's episode, we got to see George's turkey joke one more oh. time. Yes. I mean, that is just, so good. I can't believe they tried to use that as an example of a bad joke. If one right. of the best of the night. Right. No, there's no question. That should go in like a time capsule of sorts, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, Mary, it's been a bumpy ride, but looking at your beautiful faces and knowing how hard you all fought to get here, if I had to live this season all over again, I wouldn't change a thing. And there's no punchline. There's no punchline. There was no punchline. Thank you, Rue, for that completely not genuine expression of not emotions. And you look like a you look like a living room couch with those with those buttons. You know the, you know where they have the the inserts. What I don't know what they're called. The, you know what I'm <laughs> yes, talking the about the, the rosettes. Buttons. Yes, the I know rosettes. what you're talking about. And you, and you pluck them, but you don't want to pull them out, or you'll upset grandma. You know? Oh 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 yes 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 absolutely. Well, that's why that's why you put the plastic on it. And so RuPaul has that little sheen, you know. Yeah, he's got a little bit of plastic on. He's taking the plastic off for Easter. You're looking a little shiny. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Careful. Uh, so we have. Or no what? Or what? Or what? Wait, we have to tell our Marys. We have okay. to do it. So, uh, and what's great, Marys, and, and what are we, uh, like, you know, about 19 minutes in at this point, there's this also ties into a Real Housewives reference. So I'm just so oh. happy right now. Okay. So uh, there was like this, and uh, there was a performance, there was some guerrilla theater going on on Twitter. Uh, among the queens because, you know, on Drag Race España, one of the queens did a, in the talent show, jumped off a box, you know, which then, of course, uh, Aja happened to tweet about <laughs> queens doing things that other queens had done before and thinking they're original. And, you know, it just set everybody into motion. And, you know, queens from Drag Race España were weighing in and whatnot. And then Charitza May from Drag Race UK weighed in with an interesting kind of, you know, observation of like, okay, so it looks like what's going on here is queens who are, you know, not relevant anymore are trying to get back into the, the limelight by making these ridiculous claims, blah, blah, blah. Just, you know, she, she was making a point. And then Candy Muse jumps in to defend her drag sister and goes, watch your mouth. And Period. then Char Period. And then Charitza May writes back in all caps, or what? <laughs> and so, I love this exchange. I love this. Watch your mouth. Or what? Like, or I'm, what? I, I'm obsessed with it all. I'm obsessed with Candy's response. And then I'm obsessed with the retorts. 
I just love it. Or because she's right. Or what? Yeah. Or what? What the fuck are you going to do? Candy? What are you going to do, Candy? <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to dox Tweet me? Tweet about what it? You yeah, you're going to dox me. Yeah. you dox me, bro? <laughs> just like they doxed your poor mother. Like, get the yeah. fuck out of here. Out of here. <laughs> So the the Real House for for my Beverly Hills Marys, the Real Housewives reference is, of course, the infamous, and I'm using that word correctly this time, Erica Jane, who her husband had all the, you know, crazy legal issues, whatnot. So in the most recent season, you know, that's really the focus of the season is how much did Erica know and whatnot. And she's being like a real viper at times. And, and she's, you know, there's been a real feud with Sutton Strack, who, trust me, you'd love Sutton. And so at one point they're at a dinner and... And Erica's getting snippy with with Sutton, and Sutton's like, "Don't threaten me, you know. Don't say that. Don't threaten me." And then Erica looks at her and goes, "Or what? Oh, okay. Or something like that. Or like, right. stop threatening me." And she goes, "Or what? What are or you gonna what? do? What are um, you gonna do? Hit me too? Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, apologies if I got that quote wrong. Real Housewives Marys. I think you're forgiving, but you y'all knew what I meant. <clears throat> All right, Mary. Well. Uh, RuPaul wouldn't change a thing about this season. Uh, I think a lot of people have some things that they would like to change about this season if they had to live it all over again. And I don't think anybody could live it all over again because that would be hundreds of years. Yeah, that would span generations. And, you know, I, we need to have like an in memoriam of all of the people who passed before Jasmine went home. You know, C- like can I hold a puppy and, and, and I, talk about adopting I, please, it during please. the memoriam? I mean, let's let's use this opportunity opportunity you know it's been a year uh you know it has as as we are rounding the corner and, and kind of thinking about for example if dia were to win you know and like how long the season watch been. your mouth watch your mouth or what <laughs> but i i saw a tweet about i saw it i saw another tweet where somebody said hey remember drag race uk versus the world yeah me neither oh wow and i thought wow i knew it i knew we would get to that point i said it i said it um is that eventually there'll be a new season and no one will care that pangina got sent home no one will care about what jimbo did or his attitude or no one's gonna care anymore and look what happened so we're just going to remember the the highlights of that season, like yeah. Jimbo as as that weird, you know, white thing with, with the lunch meats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the lunch meats, Pangina's so, lip syncs, her looks. Yeah, right. Um, so sure, oh, there's Paul, things I'll remember that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Paul. Yeah. And so I kind of feel like, yeah, there's things we would change. But will, will we remember in a few weeks? Not I no. said the cheese. Yeah. Yeah. I think people will remember how long the season felt. I said I felt. Um, I said and, I felt, and I and and some of the really great episodes, because uh, there were some really great episodes. Um, this, you know, I will say I think this is one of the first times in Drag Race history of the franchise where they reference that the show is going to be m- making the looks for the queens. Because I know that they've done that in like challenges and stuff that they never really acknowledged. You know, I think of like, you know, the 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 pickle outfit that Cracker wore. Like, obviously, she didn't bring that, right? But that was like a big part of why she was so funny. Um, what's interesting about this challenge is they have to design the look, and then it's gonna be made for them for free, for free. Uh, hey, for free. I remember that quote. There's a thing I remember from a season. I kind of love this. I thought. You know, 
if this were season three, they'd have to make the looks as well, you know? I know. I but, know. And so I thought, wow, that is kind of a nice leg up. And But I also thought this was kind of a cool twist of like, well, you have to design it. Like, because with a lot of the other looks in, in music videos in the past or looks that were made for them, the Queens really had no input. Like these were just like, they already had right. the design. They just kind of made it to their, their, you know, measurements. And so right. I thought it, this was an interesting twist that then added like, Oh, well, you know, Bosco, for example, you know, so, mm, uh, mm. In her, in her Dodge oh, was Stratus gonna, in space, you know, I was going to say, yeah, Miss Jetson, if you're nasty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh. Uh, one of my favorite parts, uh, actually not favorite parts, favorite fantasies, because um, Willow brings this up when they're like getting down to, to write their lyrics. And Willow goes, I'm just going to scat. And Mary, if she scatted, she would have won. I mean, and if she could have done it, uh, Kim, uh, what's her state? Kim Cattrall style. If she could have. Oh, incorporated sure. Just the- like bizarre. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just, I mean, that is a gag. It's almost like Bibi Zahra Benet. Did she? pussy bitch. I guess like, she was it, doing her own version of that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. She's making some fun sounds. Take it to the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I like the idea purely because I do not need to hear another queen tell me why she needs to win the crown. Like, I know. I don't I know. need another like pump yourself up track that is just so tired i think it's so tired but you know i do want to take this moment i know we're jumping ahead i do want to praise willow's and because she said willow uh her lyrics because i i don't know i i was like okay girl all right i'm glad that we didn't see you do this because then when we finally heard it in the final product it would have lost its kind of sparkle but she goes mm, take a willow pill do my sick bitch looks have you feeling ill uh kick it up to the top because i came to kill get back in my dreams because i like to chill cute absurd and a touch of ugly i celebrate life let's pour the bubbly we live in the matrix i'm the solution get lost in my sauce because it's all an illusion and i think she just figured it out i think she figured it out she really channeled 1999 with those lyrics. I feel like mm. <clears throat> there's, and I, other than like a matrix reference, I can't explain it, but that there's this <laughs> thing about Willow pill all season where I'm like, she just has this appreciation for the year 1999. And mm. maybe that's why so many people like her is because like so it's many of middle. us could identify with that, you know, mm-hmm. or connect with that. But yeah, I feel like the, f- like uh, if you're a, a Gen Z or a millennial or, you know, a zillennial or a Xer. Right. You all meet in 1999. Right. <laughs> Whether if it's something you're nostalgic for or if it's something that's back in style or whatever. Yeah, you were born then. You, you know? were born then. You know, <laughs> it's something 1999. There was just this like it was this peak and everything was right before and after, you know. All right. So, Mary, that's this is a good segue because I I died. When RuPaul said in Bosco's Tic Tac Lunch, what are you going to do? Arrest me for smoking? I literally died at the bar. And I, I'm i just like, that is, a, that is a reference. That is a reference. And Bosco got it. And 
I and remind like, me what this reference because I know this <gasps> line. But I'm just I got holes in my brain. So Bosco then like crosses her legs and flashes her crotch to the audience uh, or to the camera, and they had to blur it out. It's Basic Instinct, Mary. Oh, does she? Oh, she, she, I've Stone. actually never seen Basic Instinct. It's it's fine. It's one of those like noirs. It's okay. That put that in the category of movies your parents went to. Yeah, and then hired a sitter. Like movies they on laserdisc. Yeah, yeah, movies on laserdisc. It's it's like sexy, but it's also a thriller, and it's, so like you know, moms and dads can like enjoy it. I don't know. It was just like it's very 1990s parents movie, Basic Instinct, especially because the dad would go to it. You know what I mean? Like the dad's also kind of like. Because it's kind of sexy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's vagina. I mean, that was yeah. very important to dads in the 90s. They didn't, where, were yes. they, where else were they going to see naked ladies? You know, their Playboys just showed boobs. I know. I've checked many Playboys for other things, and all I saw were boobs. Maybe there were other things, but what can I say? Uh, anyway, so my question is speaking of 1999 of it all and people getting references, like, Bosco got the reference. So there are kids that are like just right there and will get that reference and understand. You know what I mean? Uh, and so sometimes we underestimate people like doing the research because this was a, a, a fairly random reference for RuPaul to make. And Bosco to me feels like like a queen like Bosco or Willow feels like someone who goes back and like does their homework, you know, and like knows the references, whatever, or whatever the homework is. That's a whole other concept of like, what are you supposed to know? And that gets into like gay card territory. But, you know, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, that's a whole other conversation. It's a whole other conversation. She's 28 but, years old. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know how many 28 year olds are going to be able to get that reference. If RuPaul said it to me, you know? Well, I mean, I bring it to a, bring it to the Marys. Who else caught that reference? Uh, and what's your demographic? Cause Hey, I didn't get it. And I'm, you know, and I'm an old oh. oak tree. I'm surprised you didn't get it. What are you going to do? Arrest me for smoking? Well, I'm sorry. I learned from reading. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you learned from reading, right? I learned from um, reading. Yeah. Uh, you know, RuPaul, I don't know what Willow Pill RuPaul took this episode, but she was unfiltered in so many ways. I mean, she was dragging people to their faces. She was laughing at people to their faces. I mean, we sh our clip of the week, she was laughing at Willow P Pill to her face. Um, and in this Tic Tac lunch, she's literally mocking Michelle. <laughs> she's been having fun with that all season. This is what you get for trying to host Ireland's Got Talent. Not without me. Uh, she also does it like in the next Tic Tac lunch with Diabetti. She's like, oh, uh, you know, you're in the top five. And I was like, you know, I saw myself being here. You did. I did not. I mean, the gag, Mary. I also felt like in this, she was just kind of paying lip service. It's like, no, you still don't really know who Daya is, though. Mm. Right. Like you because I mean, I feel like that. RuPaul has said, but no, I can see you. I can see your aesthetic now. But like, she never says what it is. And I guess that would be my question. It's like, okay, RuPaul, like, how how do you, what is, who is diabetic to you? How does she exist to you? You know what I mean? Like, what is her drag, for example? Like, I don't think Ru could really answer that. I don't know if I can answer that, you know? Exactly. And you're going to crown her. <laughs> and then she's going to win. 
And in a couple weeks, win. we're all going to forget about this season, just like UK versus that's the right. world. So That's right. Uh, I mean, the fact that I will say this. Imagine you're a competitor and RuPaul says that to you the minute you sit down. Like, how do you stay confident after that? That is a feat. To stay confident after the host of the show, drag race, drag queen legend RuPaul says, I didn't see you making it this far. Like, how do you not internalize that? Well, I think with these Tic Tac lunches, at least in terms of what we see, they're also kind of, they seem to me hints of like, okay, who's, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like how we talked about Jasmine, like who's definitely not getting the crown. And so right. with Daya, I mean, I've been kind of getting that energy. Like I, I'm obviously, I don't actually think, I don't expect Daya to win, but it's a lip sync showdown at the end. So it really is anybody's game. But if it's if it was up to Rue or to the extent to which it's up to Rue, I don't think Daya is Rue's pick. I also, just to roll back a sec, I don't know if Bosco is Rue's pick either. And the red flag no. that jumped out to me is when Rue said, through this process, you'll peel more layers away to reveal who you are. When mm-hmm. RuPaul says to a, when RuPaul talks to a queen as if she's still in the process, that queen's not gonna win. Look at the way she talked to Rose last season, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, she did give that quote. Like, she was like, well, isn't that the secret of life, though? And she just, like, spouts off. Once you die to your old self, then you can be reborn into the self that you're supposed to be. Uh, Yeah, and you're right. Then she goes a step further. She's like, yeah, and you're still figuring that out, aren't you? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You and I both know. You and I both know that you're not quite ready. Uh, one of our Marys wrote in, and I noticed it too in Diabetti, the confidence at which Dia says the wrong word. Mm. Not that it matters, because I'm not going to like pick it apart, but I did notice that she says uh, she has to be cogniz- cognitive of instead of cognizant of. Um, she just has this confidence, which is contrasted right to Angeria, who questions whether comfortability is the right word. Yeah, I've I've noticed this all season that these queens, you know, they're and I wonder if it has something to do with being like aware that you're on camera is that like I've noticed a lot of word salad this season and a lot of like little things that I don't I I couldn't even give you an example right now except for that one. And I know there have been other ones, you know, earlier in the season, but I've noticed it was Bosco cummed. Exactly. I did appreciate that they gave a diabetes this moment in the Tic Tac lunch to talk about her diabetes again. Because I feel like we hadn't heard about it since episode one. It could also be said that these Tic Tac lunches, in some cases, also felt like intake visits at a doctor's office. Because with diet, it was like, mm. okay, oh, so you are diabetic. Okay. Oh, so you hide your pump in your dress. Okay, great. Awesome. And, and it just, it was, you is know. Is your blood sugar low? Is your yeah. blood sugar low? It's like, <laughs> and, you know, but once they got to then Willow, it was just like, okay, so you have, uh, you know, uh, cystosis, cystic, oh. I just remember that sister gnosis. So you've got sister gnosis, you know, okay. So, okay. Use your elbow. Okay, great. Okay. Awesome. With, uh, Bosco, it was very much this, you know, psychological, you know, mental health check-in about dying to your old self and peeling away the layers. And I think with Angie, they were like anything. Do you have any trauma, any pain, any, what about your dad? Anything? Okay. Oh, they have a nickname for you. Oh God. Jesus. (laughs) I did love that. I did love that. And I want to play this little clip, just a little bit of it, because uh, Angie's Tic Tac Lunch 
is this is might be a safe moment. Your parents, are they supportive of you and your drag career? Yes. Oh. They are like my two like biggest supporters. They've been like getting into it the past couple of seasons. Uh, I love my it. mom feels like she's a whole drag race <laughs> expert now. So she be like, ooh, Lil Bodie. They, that's what they call me. They call me Lil Bodie. Lil Bodie? Yeah, my mom is always like, okay, Lil Bodie, you know you gotta make her laugh now and make sure you look odd. Yeah. Whatever you do, make sure it's odd. Make her fall in love with you and look odd. <laughs> <laughs> look art, Mary. And I kept thinking that she was saying look odd, which I kind of loved as well. No like, art. <laughs> look odd. Because Rue also likes when you're a little, like, you know, make it weird, make it interesting, you know? Oh, thought, maybe it was odd. May, I, yeah, I, look I, odd. I, I, it's, it's better if it's art. Make sure you look art. I just well, love sometimes that. Look and, art, Mary. Sometimes Angie looks like a little odd. Like she looks like a like a peacock, you know. Um, oh, Angie had so many little goose moments this episode. Uh, I yeah, no, Angie is so fucking charming, and that's what I took away from the Tic Tac lunch is that uh, RuPaul and Michelle just and the producers wanting to just show that this is the sweetest one. I mean, she is definitely. Um, I mean, I'd hate to spoil it, but she is my BSA this week purely because I was just like, "Ugh, Angie, you just yeah. a, you just you know two scoops of goose." Yeah, she is throughout. It's been she had a very BSA kind of story arc this episode for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, uh, Willow Pills Tic Tac Lunch. You know, again, it's another edit of RuPaul. I think choosing the winner. It's funny because under Camden, I wrote Winner's Lunch. So that's interesting. Uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, I got such Winner's Lunch edit from Camden's conversation. And I felt like they spent more time with her than everybody else. I mean, at least some of the others. I felt like the really Camden, it felt like more or they went deeper or I feel like I learned something new maybe from Camden. Maybe that's what it was. Was that like, I knew that diabetes had diabetes. I knew that Willow had, had, you know, uh, sister gnosis cause I don't know how to pronounce it. I knew that Angie's parents were supportive cause I saw untucked. I knew that Bosco was in her head cause that's been her story all season. So I guess with Camden, it was the first time we really heard about her brother and we really understood mm. like what she was kind of carrying. And, that's always, I think, an interesting Tic Tac lunch, a la, say, a Tyra from season two, where it was like, oh, my God, I just saw a whole new side of you. Hey, that's a great point. Uh, the winner's lunch for Camden. I just, Mary, the way that RuPaul beams back at Willow and that the editors are cognizantly, to use it poorly, to use it the wrong way, uh, like they're consciously showing us, you know what I mean? Like they're it, they're showing us RuPaul beaming at Willow Pill. I I see it. I totally see it. I just I think yeah, from the from the reality TV side of things, you know, everybody's loving her. Everyone's loving her and Angie. Let's put her in the bottom. You know what I mean? Like it's there's also yeah. that of like there we're just getting the sweetheart at it all episode, and then let's just mm. make it hurt. You know. Yeah, make it hurt. I will say with Lady Camden, that's the one, you know, I'm out in public at a bar. It's supposed to be fun. But you get a little choked up, uh, Lady Camden, when she was like, you know, people that, you know, people, there's people out there that knew I could get the whole way and I cannot wait for them to find out. Like, just knowing that she can't tell them how far she got. Mm -hmm. Like, I, oh, God. And knowing that she gets in her way a lot, she gets shy and... You know, just 
wanting so badly to make them proud. I uh, got got a little verklempt. Sure. I did too. I really, I love that moment. And I thought that was that kind of almost meta lens of what you're saying of like, I can't wait for them to see this show that I'm in the middle of filming and for them to see how well I did. I mean, like not for nothing. She is by the end of this episode, the front runner of the season. So, um, uh, doesn't she tied with Bosco for wins? Well, she has the most but Bosco wins. went home. Yeah. And she was never in the bottom at all. Right. Yeah. Right. So, right. Right. um, okay. The only time yeah. she lip sync was for the top two. So, yeah, she is. We'll see how many people defend track record at the end of this. Like they defend it usually. You know what I mean? I feel like people use track record only when it fits their narrative of well, who sure. they think should win. <laughs> sure, because you, you know it's like, well, Sasha Valor. It's like, yeah, yeah but right. I wanted her to win, so track record doesn't matter this time. <laughs> I'll do the same thing. I'm in the same mud pit with everybody else. And this time around, track record matters. Right. Well, track record it matters. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's Willow, then it doesn't matter. You know? Yes, then it doesn't matter if it's Willow. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Daya but Daya's going like, to win well, anyway. <laughs> Daya's going to win anyway. So who cares? <laughs> uh, who wins? Who cares? That's, it's very, you know what? There was a quote at the end of this episode that I think is, is worth bringing up now. But RuPaul, uh, I mean, it's it's gold bars for everybody. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. gold bars for everybody. I feel like that is almost like the thesis of this season. I mean, that has been what's happened is they've given out as many quote unquote gold bars as they possibly could. They've saved. They've had how how are many like, you know, episodes of no elimination? I mean, it has been a spirit of gold bars. Gold bars for everybody. Yeah, put it on a tote bag, Mary. Um, I might. That's my vote. I might. I am happy to take it to the rehearsal slash shoot where I – what really stuck out to me as a – speaking of references that I now understand is when – I believe his name is Miguel, the choreographer, tells mm. the queens, you do what you need to to get through a combo. Don't get stuck on a move. And I just thought, just dance the shit out of it. Yeah, dance the shit out of it, Mary. That's right. You're making center stage references. Now. I'm making center stage. And guess what? I have another one later. <gasps> you do? Mm-hmm. Oh, Pas de Bore. You must. You nope, must have you, heard that. Well, I did, but that's not my reference. <laughs> So you can try to guess. All, you can try to be two steps ahead of me all you want, but it goes go back to the bar, girl. Bring it back to the bar. Bring it back to it's here. Here, it's here. I am touching my neck like Donna Murphy. Uh, well, I can't wait to hear what it is. Um, yeah. yeah, I I don't have much to say about this dance rehearsal except that it's interesting when Angie was kind of fucking up the dance moves. They could have edited that to be really bad and like, oh, no, Angie. But they didn't do that. It was very much like, oh, good. Yeah. Well, I, th- I, I wrote down that she was serving pizza because it was like she. Yeah. Michelle expressly says, like, you got the first move and the last one and the rest of it. I don't know what that was, but you sold it. And mm. from what we saw, it was like, I didn't have a problem with what she did. I didn't even notice. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even, even notice. notice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe something we can dive into more in nuance, but I um, maybe I'll just drop here that I 
finished watching Jade's season of America's <gasps> Next Top Model. Oh, thank God. And so, well, it's not exactly thank the same. Thank you for believing in me. Thank yes, you for believing ahead. in me. Well, it's not exactly the same. I did feel that Daya was doing a bit of what Sarah did where she was, it's not Sarah copied Joni on the elephant, but she kind of had uh-huh. a similar thing of like, oh, well then I, I need to do that. I need to do I'm what she crawl. didn't do. Mm-hmm. So I just noticed Daya, now that I'm a little more well-versed in Next Top Model, some of her strategy and her approach is very Next Top Model. Um, yeah. <laughs> Strategy, I, I guess. I mean, her attitude. Strategy is her attitude is just all about her. That is very top model. Yeah, and you couldn't really blame them. Um, I don't think that it was ever rewarded on top model. Well, it was here because she's going to get a crown and one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and probably for crawling like Naomi Campbell. Yeah, for crawling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Naomi Campbell is a fucking whore. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 see you like it see you laughed see yeah that? see that i referenced it <laughs> um see that you I were the one remember when we did that season you were like "Ugh, i hate this you hated it well i mean i do still think it's like a book snatch game yeah but, of course but and i iconic. i can appreciate like a tyra <laughs> reference i mean i also i i like in some ways, I loathe Tyra Banks. You know what I mean. I know. And so, like, I, know. I sort of yeah. hate watch it. But then, and we'll t- okay, then we'll save the rest for nuance. And then there were moments where I was like, "Well, goddamn it, you know what you're talking about right now." Oh well, yeah, she was she, she's worked in that industry, Absolutely. but she's also a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's you know, just it is know, so I both. Know. You know? I know. I know. So anyway, um, Mary, let's talk about the runway. You want to work it to the runway? Uh, yes, I um, I do want to just give uh, a, a quote, you know, a rose to Bosco when she says about Daya that she clawed herself to the top off of pure talent and hatred for Jasmine. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was uh, what it made me realize is that I don't rem- I guess once Carrie left, I think I'm going to give narrator to Bosco after Carrie left. OK, narrator I... of the season. Narrator of the season, I think I'm going to give it to... Tasha Colby. Tasha Colby. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Mary. So uh, I I hear you. Carrie Colby will always be my narrator, but, um, you know. I mean, she uh, is, yeah. Yeah, she's certainly... um, a star in that regard. But anyway, um, yeah, let's go to the runway. And uh, I have to say, one more reference I appreciated was RuPaul making a Linda Lavin reference. Oh, Linda Lavin. I knew you, like, your ears perked up. Oh. You started, like, running around the house just in yes. circles. You got the, the scoops. As oh, my say. God. And I was just like, I was singing, there's a new girl in town. And she's feeling great. That's a theme song from Alice. I... Uh, wait, how do, so is Linda, because Linda Lavin's done a lot of Broadway, so do you know her, like, from a, something else, or what's your reference for her, or is oh, it Oh, not, this? no, it's, it's that, it's not, uh, Broadway, no. Okay, uh, all right. let's do a quick search. It's not the just tale of the allergist's wife, or anything <laughs> Oh, right, I loved her in the tale of the allergist's wife. wife. Oh, I loved her. Oh, wasn't that was one that... of her best. Yeah, oh. yeah, wasn't, uh... Suzanne Plachette, didn't she show up in that for a couple of weeks? You know, Suzanne Plachette is my mother's favorite actress who's the sister of an aunt that she knows. Oh, get out of town. <laughs> she knew Suze? 
The Susie tail Pichette? of the allergist's wife. She played Marjorie. Oh. Oh. Wait. <laughs> I think it was Michelle Lee. I'm thinking of Michelle Lee. <laughs> Michelle Lee. I don't you know, know interesting. Linda anymore. Lavin, she was in New York City Opera's R.I.P. The, in their production of Candide as the old lady, uh, which is a really great role. Um, oh, good for her. That's cool. I would have seen her in that. Okay. Well, yeah. Cool. I love Linda Lavin. Uh, All right. I also really appreciated, and this is once again uh, a Housewives reference, but you know Jill Zarin, so you kind of know this reference. But I now um, know who Jill Zarin is. Jill Zarin. Yes. So Jill, her late husband, Bobby, Bobby Zarin, a queen. Uh, Michelle is wearing Bobby Zarin sunglasses. Like Bobby always wore these like transitional glasses, oh, transitional okay. lenses. And so Michelle is serving okay. big Bobby Zarin uh, and big Linda Lavin at the same time. And Ross was serving Big Cindy Crawford, so yeah, yeah, yeah we getting big, big Cindy Crawford, and then Carson was just serving like a little Ellen as usual. Yes, a little Ellen, <laughs> just a yeah. little Ellen, for sure. <laughs> a Willow Ellen, a Will Ellen, Will Ellen, Will Ellen, Will Ellen. Oh no! Oh, oh no! God, we sound like we're having a stroke, Mary. A yeah, Willow I Ellen. know. Will Ellen. Uh, I just, I just had gum surgery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got uh, clowns put in. <laughs> before I forget, speaking of Willow pills, I, oh God, this was like the beginning of the season, two months ago. I was like, I want some merch. I'm gonna buy merch for the queen that I like the most. Um, and I look for Kerry Colby merch, and none of it fit my fantasy. Oh. So, <laughs> oh. Which happens a lot with merch. I'm just like, oh, there's nothing that I want that I would wear and mm-hmm. spend $40 on, you know, because it's mm-hmm. always expensive. So instead, I bought a Willow Pill Low, and it's oh. uh, it's great. It's It's Willow's face in, like, this cartoon house on one side, and on the back of the pillow... It says help written in blood. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> oh, that's oh, great. great. That's, that's good merch because that's like. It it's, is good merch. It's usable. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. have to wear it. Yeah, it's great. Right. I don't but, need like yeah. a queen in a dress looking fierce on a shirt. It's like, no, like make get me something. Get me something that people don't know is drag queen merch, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Like if I had a Carrie Colby shirt, I that I, you know, a design that I liked or whatever, like I would totally wear it. I have a Jimbo shirt uh, that I love. It doesn't fit me anymore, um, but I loved it when I was able to fit into it. Um, It's a goal, you know. And Pangina is the other merch that I really wanted, but you couldn't, she didn't have anywhere where it was. You had to like DM somebody. And I couldn't, you know, like I I was like, I don't really know how this is working. Hmm. Well, I mean, maybe we can, you know, we'll just make our own. We'll just make a T-shirt that says, like, in as it descends, it gets to be, like, smaller and smaller font. It goes, don't be pretty, don't be pretty, don't, don't be, be pretty, pretty, don't be pretty. pretty you know? Mary, oh, my God, put it on a tote bag, put on a shirt, put on a mug. Right? Put on a hat. I think, mm-hmm. I think that'd be it. really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, these runway looks. I got to tell you, Mary, I I wasn't wowed except for Camden's. Mm. Yeah, she was she was given uh, frozen. Uh, but I wrote down frozen because I really like I like when people um, like mistype the word frozen and it's f o r z e n. There's something about that that I just that tickles me. And so I wrote frozen just for myself. But I thought that she looked 
phenomenal. I thought this was the best she looked all season. She looked impeccable. The best she looked all season was her tutu look, uh, if I'm being honest. But this is like a close second. It was just... Uh, the, when people talk about how, or they criticize even uh, Drag Race for like putting too high of a bar for drag queens, you know, like when you walk into a club, um, you know, you look at this look and you're like, there is, like, how can anybody compete with this? Like, this is just so well put together. It's impeccable. Well, I mean, Bosco did those fingers, so you got to give her that. <laughs> she did Bosco. those fingers. I don't, I don't know what those fingers know, were. I it was, I did, I, I I didn't love her look. I I don't. It just didn't speak to me. I don't know. Yeah. I, well, Angie wore a dress that Bianca wore all season and won, so that's a good <laughs> omen. Uh, Angie looked good. She looked good. I just think it it could have been. Uh, I don't know. I was. Angie has looked good all season. Let's just say that. Because I think they said that as one of her critiques. Which yeah. is right. She came right to the runway. And I think that is something to like take away with Angeria. Is that she is impeccably dressed. And this was not the best look this week. That's all yeah, I have to say about sometimes it. Sometimes her pizza is too gourmet. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, but, you know. like I, lo I love you every week. But you gotta yeah, maybe. Sometimes you have to pick the olives off. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Just to change it up. Uh, yeah. You know, Daya... I had, she had a bustle and people um, loved her. And I'm just, again, it's just because her drag just doesn't speak to me. I don't really, I think it looks good. I've been telling people like in DMS, I'm just like, I think her drag is good. I think she's a top level drag queen and I don't think it's interesting. And I think that's just, it's just subjective. Well, uh, Willow, I wrote down Rita Ratner. So <laughs> another Rita reference this episode, <laughs> I wrote down and then, there were there were rats, Michelle. Oh, I mean, I'm so disappointed. My mother was a rat. Like we didn't get any of like RuPaul's rats references, you know? Oh, Mary, that I think like a special All Right Mary project. We gotta like get some drag queens together and film them lip syncing that story. I know. Yeah. Ugh. That rat story is so funny. It's so good. For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, it's on the it's on What's the T, and the episode is literally called Rats in all caps yeah. with an exclamation point. So you just have to kind of search for that. But it's, it's you know, uh, prime Michelle What's the T. also has, yeah, exactly. And Michelle also has a really funny story about climbing a tree and falling off of oh, it. Oh, yeah. That yeah. episode, there's so much happens that episode. Yeah. 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 Um, what I love about Willow being a mouse or coming out as a rat is that it's another example of Willow doing something that like the Tumblr kids are just going to love. Are they still on Tumblr? Is that no, I mean, but you know that I, I don't know what they're called now. But yeah, I was going to say it's are that. They yeah, I where are they where are they creating their fan art, you know? Or is it uh, is, Reddit. Reddit. Reddit, I guess, sure. Um yeah, I mean this was, you know, uh for a runway that was just gowns, this stood out certainly. Mm. You know, we see the music video and my first question is like who that Miss Bosco, that is not your voice. I don't know whose voice that is, but it's not your voice or what they did to your voice. Mm. But that is a very Different. That is a one of the Jackson Five singing. That is not Bosco. That's Jermaine uh, at best. Yeah, I did notice that. I was happy that she sung, but uh, yeah, we we missed a lot of what happened in the vocal rehearsal, 
And I think that's because they just wanted the best product possible, uh, which I get, you know, uh, they wanted them all to be successful in terms of what they put out into this song because, you know, they want to sell it. Meanwhile, sooner or later, sell it. Sooner mm-hmm. or later you're going to have to get no cut of the profits when they sell it. But what I do love is that RuPaul has has minimized his his what he needs to do to be in a music uh-huh. video season over season. And I absolutely I keep saying I'll do things and I don't. But I absolutely want to make the montage of just RuPaul behind the camera in none of the shots with anyone else, maybe one or two like out of drag. Just uh-huh. bopping along behind, like here, uh-huh. Sarge, could you move out of the way so I can just, you know, schmacked in the camera? It's, mm. it is the quintessence of "Go On, Girl, Give Us Nothing." Oh my God, uh, I I actively noticed that RuPaul was barely there. <laughs> I just loved it, and it's like in the best way, in the best way. Yeah, yeah and lean into it, like oh my god, yeah, just keep doing in. less mm-hmm. and less. Like yeah, eventually, yeah, mm-hmm. let it be like your, you know, your your you know, grandpa bucket, and you're just laying in bed, you know, singing to the queens, and you're not in drag. Just, keep, <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, it's just gonna be her voice, and you know. Her voice when she comes down the runway. It's yes. not going to be anybody. Yeah, it's just going to be her voice. It's just going to be her voice, and it'll just be kind of like random establishing shots, shots of the judges. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Reacting to the voice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I love it. Uh, yeah, the video was fine. Again, these these videos, these final lap videos, I... I don't know. I haven't been excited by one in a very long time. Uh, I did take notice to Willow's lyrics, and that's about it. You know, it, what just popped into my head was the season six, quote-unquote, final lap. And, I mean, Sissy That Walk is, I think, one of the best, you know, Rue songs, and so that stands sure. out to me. But I think what – well, I don't think it ended up – being a part of the final video, some of the other, like the acting that they did, the, you know, the whole like story with like Darian Lake oh, rolling on the floor and all that, that. they uh-huh. did all this other stuff that still made it. Like I remember it, it was a good time. And like most of that stuff had nothing to do with the final video, but it, it at least gave us something else to kind of watch them do or to see, you know, one doing well and one not doing well or whatever. Um, but I the think the bonus content, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just think that like we we have seen in the same way we've seen Snatch Game and Rusicals and kind of things season over season. Every single season, we've seen you know an episode of like you know four girls left making a music video, and so like how different can that be season over season? You know. Yeah, and this time they did five girls doing it. So so which did not make it more interesting. It just no, meant it more didn't. time watching people rehearse. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, there's a wonderful drag race reference. I'm just so tickled that they brought this one back, Mary. It has mm-hmm. been one of my favorite quotes of RuPaul's for years. White pumps are the sign of a true hooker. And I love you for that. She says that to Morgan McMichaels in season two. Yes. And they brought it back. White pumps are the true sign of a whore. And I I was living for it. Living. I mean, thank thank you, Ross. I'll take that on. Thank you for, like, you know, prompting RuPaul. I feel like they uh-huh. probably had to cut a few minutes of Ru being like, I don't know what you want me to say right now. 
Uh, and so <clears throat> there's probably a bit of that. I was a little disappointed that he didn't not say that sign of a true hooker and instead said true hooker. sign of a whore. Because hooker but that's the punchline. The... Ch- but you're right. Hooker is the hook. It's yeah. The hook. I need that yeah. CK sound, Sid Caesar, you know? Uh-huh. Sid Caesar. Yeah. White pumps are the sign of a true hooker. And I love you for that. I just like just the and I love you for that. Like chef's kiss. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Rue's new expression, of course, now is to ask Queens. Did you have fun? Yeah, but you have fun. Uh Was it fun? And I it's I don't know. It's such an interesting, like passive thing as the head judge. Just be like, but did you have any fun? Was that fun for you? Like, it's like, what? Okay, yeah, but what, do you how care? are they supposed to answer? Right. Yeah, but how are they even supposed to answer? Like Angie even answered dishonestly, and RuPaul's like, "Okay, but you know, like, oh, you really did with all that anxiety? Like, there's no right answer when no. RuPaul asks that question." And I mean, this totally goes back to what Ru has said earlier in the season of like, you just have to decide to not feel anxious. And I was like, "Girl." <laughs> Do you know how many times I've decided? <laughs> I've decided and decided and decided. And uh, we have a sound clip called Decision. I wonder what that is. The only queen that I'm very, very concerned about is RuPaul. <laughs> this, not applicable. Okay, I just thought maybe that'd be applicable. So, um, but yeah, I, I just can't. I just can't understand RuPaul's fixation with this pseudoscience of like, you just have to make the decision to not be anxious. And that's that next level of star power. You know who uses language like that? Scientology. That's the next level of enlightenment. And then you become this level. It's like, no. Michelle Visage Finger. No. That's also, that's a big tenet of Marianne Williamson. Am I getting that right? Um, I mean, she's, return to love. I, I feel like a return to love is kind of like that, but a return to love has like, it's also like a practical quote unquote kind of lessons for you to follow and steps for you to take. Like it, a return to love is like, or, you know, or what she bases it on is whatever the, um, oh, that book, that thing, that thing that's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. based right. on. Yes. That big book, that big, big one. one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Uh, totally blanking on this, but yeah. It, I guess it's like my argument for that is like, well, at least that big book gives you a like course hun- in miracles, a course in miracles. Thank you. At least it gives you like an instruction manual. I'm not saying it's easy or whatever, but like RuPaul's just like, it's just a decision. You just have to wake up and say, I am not anxious today. No, yeah, bitch. But, <laughs> yeah. For someone, RuPaul knows that it's not that simple. Um, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And she is not, explaining it correctly um our clip of the week happened here um you know rupa literally laughing at how she fucked up and loving it like we could see you counting i just uh. i mean and imagine like if this was you know jasmine she would be like we could see you counting yeah, yeah because of that you missed some of the lip sync that you wrote that you wrote <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> huh. This piece, you know, like it, it's that this kind of piece. So, yeah. yeah, this piece. Um, we get the talking to your younger selves. These, I mean, it's this is an interesting thing to watch in a bar. I will say, but um, I'm. I, we say this every season. This is one of the best parts of the show. I mean, it's this time watching it around. I was thinking about how 
thinking about like how do I answer this question of like did you have fun I feel like there is also like how do you answer this question of like what would you say to your younger self because like is this like a butterfly effect thing can I warn my younger self like hey when you're 12 could you not go over to that kid's house that day because then you're gonna get into a fight and then he's gonna tell everybody you're gay and then that's gonna be this whole fucking thing so why don't you just stay home that day can I do that or is it all you know what I mean like I start to think of it as like instead of like telling your younger self oh my god it's gonna be really hard can I be like actually little tip from me to you uh maybe you should uh just admit you're gay when you're 12 and your mom finds out that you're looking at gay porn on the internet maybe just try that you know Hey, Mary, absolutely. I feel like these speeches, these moments are, they're talking to themselves, Mary. They're not talking to their six-year-old self. That's, that's, they're, you know, uh, I know you know, but I'm, I, I think it's worth saying. It's like, no, they're, they're talking to themselves. This is therapy happening. This is like a form of therapy of Bosco saying, you know, be louder, don't be sorry. Your power is what brings you down for. Like, these are all things that Bosco is saying to her younger self, but also that she knows now or that she needs to hear now. All of those things. Um, I think that for all five of them, Angie, Daya, Camden, and Willow, they were all saying things that they needed to hear now. Yeah, I just think that the device, I understand all of that, but the device of like, you know, because they all started with like, you're going to be, and then this is going to happen. And then, and so there is like a sense of like, they are literally telling someone something is going to happen to them. And so I'm, I'm just wondering at what point, maybe this is <clears throat> just a little stoner logic about it. Of like, oh, well, why do I have, why are they doomed? You know what I mean? But like, I understand that this is speaking to your inner child. I just think the structure of it is, uh, you know, a little loosey goosey. I think you could pull like an Alaska and yeah, and and kind of make it funny. You could make That's this what I would do. funny, Mary. I would you'd be like, oh my God, don't go into that locker room because then everybody's going to see you. And then that thing that happened to you won't happen if you don't go. So don't go. But what if you don't do all of that and all those awful things don't happen to you and then you don't become this drag queen on RuPaul's Drag Race? You know what I mean? Then there's that of like, but... If oh my you, god! You would just be this like Orion story stoner, like yeah. oh, they'd have to stop you. <laughs> be like Jasmine Kennedy. I would just go on and go. Well, I mean, I don't. Yeah. I want you to still go through it because if you don't, you're not going to go. You know, and then how how is this going to happen? If I don't have any problems twenty years ago, how am I going to be the person I am today? You know, who is the queen that like when she get? Oh, Derek Berry. You'd get uh, the Derek Berry edit. Because they would, like, speed up your speech or they'd show people looking at their watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so just gotta, like, or they'd be intrigued. Down. They'd show Ross leaning forward with his chin on his hand. They'd show RuPaul looking at Michelle uh, or maybe having some tears. Maybe Michelle would wipe some tears from behind your Bobby Zarin glasses. I think they might love it. I think they might go, wow. <laughs> RuPaul might get, get a- up and leave, you know? I'm gonna need. She'd a moment. get up and leave. She she'd go up, get up and leave and bring back a whiteboard and start like uh-huh. charting right your right. journey and like the arrows going back and then. <laughs> and it's like, and at what point are you gonna die to your former self, RuPaul? Let's talk about that too. Where where do I die? Yeah, in yeah. Here, when do I know? die? When do I die? When do I die? 
and then, you, then she writes that down. Mm-hmm. You know, she she writes it down. Yeah, when, when do I do die? I? And, and it's the squeak of the marker against the board. Yes, yes, yes. When and she says it out loud. She goes, "When, when? do I die?" Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> all right, go on. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh huh. Right, and so and it's all you just like spinning yourself. (laughs) You're spinning yourself in a circle of like, but then you wouldn't do this, and then so you actually (laughs) you do have to go into the locker room. And oh, and do (laughs) what you do when your parents get that divorce. You should cry. You know, should feel yeah. Don't just sit in the no. Actually, do sit in the waiting room and just eat donuts while the whole family's in with the therapist. It's gonna be great for your drag later. You know. Cut to like Daya is like down the, at the edge of the stage, just like pumping her insulin pump. Like, oh, come on, girl, wrap it yeah. up. <laughs> right, right. The girls have taken off their shoes. Totally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Angie is sitting, you know, crisscross applesauce on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Willow's breathing in a paper bag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love all of this for you. Daya is, uh, you know, she's, she's writing. She's writing a cease and desist letter. Oh. She is uh, just going to come for you. She's going to come she for is, you and she's, she's going to cut your wakes at night. She's going to yeah. cut my wakes at night, which is fine. Uh, so anyway, we, we do get that like uh, that little quote from Willow. I thought, Will, you know, the thing with Willow oh, Mary. is that like Mary. I knew that she would put some spin on it. You know what I mean? I knew that she wouldn't just do what everyone else did. Yeah. Mary, I have to read the speech because it's worth it. Just the start of it, where she goes, mm. just that groan looking at her three-year-old self. It was heartbreaking. She says, you have so much joy in life in you, it's fucking insane. You're going to feel like life takes everything away from you, and you're going to have to grieve people around you, and you're going to have to grieve yourself. But in stripping yourself away from this earth, you're going to be doing yourself a favor because you're going to learn to let go and have the, I'm underlining, and have the queerness of the universe shine through you. Mary, if there is a line to take away from this season, that is one of them. That is one of them. RuPaul's furious. How dare you oh, I know. get that line yeah. before I do. RuPaul's over here talking about dying to your former self and peeling back layers, and that's the real trick to being a star. And then Willow's like, that's what about a, the yeah. queerness of the universe? Have you considered that? And uh, so <laughs> Michelle's over there with her own little mini whiteboard writing that down for season two of Queens of the Universe. Right. We're not just looking queerness. for the next queen of the universe. We're looking for the queerness of the universe. Queerness of the universe. I feel like RuPaul is aged out of that phrase. I don't think RuPaul could ever come up with that phrase. I don't know. I mean, it 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 fits with all of his, uh, you know, his self help mumbo jumbo. I feel like he would. I'd, I'd be surprised. Yeah. But maybe queerness, queerness is. Uni- yeah, I was gonna say yeah. queerness is not RuPaul. That's not. Yeah, um, that's a. That's a. It's not his word. Yeah, it's just younger. Yeah, I yeah. think that's younger. That's more academic. Um, but queerness of the universe shine through you, Mary. Like uh, when we talk about Sasha Valor and co-signing our fantasies. The second gen is the queerness of the universe shining through you. Yeah, it's these, you know, uh, these these very flowery gay statements that kind of sum it up in terms of like it needs to be this dramatic sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. co-sign my fantasy is a very dramatic statement, yes. you know? it the, the gravity of it all, when you like pull back, 
when you're like, nope, we're no longer in a club right now. We're aliens looking at us doing this. And it's like, look what we're doing. We're having the queerness of the universe shine through us because we're pouring spaghetti into a bathtub. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're, we're looking like a mouse talking to our three-year-old self on television. Like the, that's the queerness of the universe. Yeah, and, and there's also kind of an element of, of kind of what Ross was saying of like, and I also don't really know what the fuck she's talking about, and I don't really care. You yeah, know what I mean? Like I, I also like don't know why she's pour, pouring spaghetti in a in a you know bathtub, and I and I don't exactly understand what the queerness of the universe means, but I love that you're saying it. You know? Yeah, and, I'm sure there's a bunch of people that aren't thinking very hard about what that means, and because we have a podcast, like. I mean that where we think way too hard about this stuff like that is a phrase that I feel like people can take and like live with and tattoo on their bodies you know what I mean it's a gift it's a gift it's a I think you said a it's gift, a gift. Like, oh, it's a gift <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge oh no, that's right as they're doing the deliberations I you know, we go to the, a requisite, you know, Michelle Visage, you know, more ups and downs than Michelle Visage in a hotel room, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and I think even if we've talked about this or one of our Marys weighed in on this of like, what is with the constant joke of like Michelle the whore when it's like, Michelle, you're like married in a monogamous relationship. Like, you're not a whore. What are you talking about? And what it made me think of is, and I wonder when this will happen. Is at the very end of the last episode of Thirty Rock, uh, Jane Krakowski's character Jenna. Like, there's always like these ideas of like, um, oh my god, I haven't done that since the time that Mickey Rourke and I, you know, went to Key West. And it would always be statements like that. And so, in the very last episode, she starts to say something like that, and then she stops and she looks at the camera. She's like, I don't know, Mickey Rourke. I, like, just drops the entire bit. And it's like this great last of, last episode reveal of Jenna, you know, kind of getting meta and being like, this whole bit of like, oh, I haven't done that since this crazy thing with this crazy actor. Like, none of that's ever been real. And I just wonder if Michelle will ever just, like, cop to that, you know, or do a similar reveal. Yeah. Uh, who knows? I feel like when you find a bit, you, you stick to it. That's kind of RuPaul's rule. That's so. RuPaul's rule. So you better be the whore. Um, <laughs> you gotta play the whore. You gotta play the whore. Here is. And I my, love you for that. And I love you for that. Uh, let me see those shoes. Uh, Jingle them titties, bitch. Yeah. Well, not anymore. You know. <laughs> my uh, so my other center stage reference is you know they're talking about kind of doing the like you know look back on Camden and we get a glimpse a little. Um, uh, shot of, I guess, her doing her talent show in the, her first episode. And my question is, I don't remember this. Did Camden basically give us a Cooper Nielsen-style performance in the talent show? I don't remember her talent show. It was some kind of, like, modern-y ballet. And so a thing to look back at is, like, has Camden been serving center stage the whole time? <laughs> well, she wasn't serving Jodie Sawyer because she has good feet. No, she's Kathleen. Excuse me, she's Kathleen. She's Kathleen. Yeah. Is that Kathleen? <laughs> oh my Hello, God. Girls. Hello, girls. Hello, girls. Judy uh, Greer's friend. Judy Greer in the early 2000s. 
Uh, Mary, we get a lip sync, as Bosco calls, songs that are holy in the gay culture. That's a whole other nuanced conversation. Um, you got to know this song. If you're this, this is if you're gonna lip sync to a song, this is the one to. This do. is the one to do. This apparently. Is the one to do. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't have much to say about it, except I love that they ended up dancing together as, as if they knew that none of them were going home. Um, and I, I, you know, I thought they were all great. I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought for sure Willow was going to stay. So I was watching it knowing that Willow was going to win. Um, so, it, it, you know, that kind of distracted me. Um, I will just point out one detail from this lip sync that I've talked about before. When drag queens jump and go to their knees, it's because they cannot do a split. Oh, yeah. I, I, and it always hurts to watch. I always uh-huh. hate it. I'm like, oh, this is not worth it. This is a yeah. lifetime of pain. Uh, a couple of notes I took, I appreciated. It was such a weird, it was a weird gesture, but when Bosco is safe, she like catches an air kiss, essentially. She like reaches out and like, grabs and pulls her hand back and it's like she's catching an air kiss from RuPaul uh, I also thought it was a shame that they had to lip sync in gowns for this song and was yeah and oh somebody pointed this out on Reddit and it was so genius they should have flipped the lip sync song for Georges and Jasmine with these two and given Georges and Jasmine telephone and given uh, these two, is it Something's Got a Hold of Me or something like that? Something's Got a Hold on Me, yeah. Was that the Ooh, song? It must be love. Yes. Yeah, they should have switched it. It would have per- It would have worked perfectly. And I was like, that is practically my BSA of the week, is that observation. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I have more thoughts on the, uh, the lip sync that I don't think really matter. Uh, there were moments that I loved. I think Willow is so entertaining. I love her hip moves, uh, you know, that, that part where she's, like, working it out, holding her dress up, and Angie's, like, old school moves. This was joyful, and I didn't think there was any, I didn't feel any suspense because I was like, oh, Willow's staying. Um and I, it was kind of sad, but I was like, oh, at least they're having a good time. I mean, when Angie did that air harp, I was like, oh, girl, don't do that. I don't want to lose you. Uh, they do wink at each other before the lip sync, which I thought was very sweet. But very sweet. ultimately, like, I was kind of watching it the same way, thinking like, oh, yeah, well, obviously Willow's going to win. And poor Angie just kind of petered out by the end. And but I mean, one of my favorite lip sync duets, certainly is. and And I felt like the kind of narrative behind it of like, it's just me and my friend lip syncing. And I just want to share this moment with her. It was again, just great storytelling in terms of like how to somehow keep this season interesting because I think everybody was expecting, okay, well this is the episode that Dio will go home, you know? And so, and, and then it was like, Oh, well then I guess maybe Bosco could go home this episode. It's like, no, she's safe. And so, yeah, I thought this was a really, you know, and it was a good lip sync. I think they both did a great job. And yeah, and now we have a top five. I wanted to point out the hashtag team blank portion of this episode obviously reminded me of All Stars International versus the World, whatever the fuck it was called. Um, when we had that Monique moment that was just so uncomfortable. Well, um, yeah. But so these, I feel like now they're being directed. They're like, okay, do you have to like do a little movement, right? And so you get that. I think the cringiest one was Daya's, where she was just like, 
right? She did that like kissy thing. Mm-hmm. And that was the one that had sound. I feel like you're not supposed to have sound. Uh, I don't know why they don't just like mute it, but whatever. Um, the best one was Willow's because it was as if Willow got the direction from the director and was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. And so she just like does this axe shocked movement where she's just like, uh, and it was brilliant. She um, it kind of reminds me of, and someone could do a whole montage of all of these team shots that throughout the years, because it's Monique's is probably one of the oh my worst, unfortunately, from UK versus the world. And but, I love her. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, but it, it just is what it is. But Willow's was great. It kind of reminds me a bit of, I think, in All Stars 3, Trixie just kind of did like a dead blank stare and lifted a thumbs up. And so it was a similar, oh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do this my way kind of energy. Right, right. Like, ugh, what are you making me mug for? Like, this is so, un- it's, so it's so unnatural. But mm, Yeah, so, and yeah. like leaning into that, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so we have a top five. Mary, I the finale is going to be interesting. I don't know. I know that they filmed it on Friday in Vegas. Um, I'm assuming they also filmed the reunion then. Uh, I, are we going to get a three-way lip sync and then a two and then, you know, then the final round? Or are they going to gag us again and there's going to be something else that makes sense for a top five? I don't know. I mean, I would assume there's going to be another gag. I hope they don't do a a three-way lip sync at some point, but this is interesting in terms of like when the lip sync SmackDown begins, the first queen who, you know, is up to lip sync, she has a larger group, you know, pool of ladies to pick from. And so I think it creates a little more suspense in who's going to get picked for certain rounds. Mm. But after that, I don't know what they're going to do with it. So... Uh, but I just I, I just feel like I have never seen a three-way lip sync or anything other than two queens lip syncing that didn't feel kind of messy, you know? I agree. I don't really like the three lip sync format ever. The only time I did like it was in the, oddly, the Zoom finale of the, the assassination of season 12 when it was just like the camera was just on them and they couldn't do any weird angles or cutaways it was just like three screens at the same time like that's the only way i i would appreciate it uh because then you can see the entire lip sync and they don't like cut anything away um yeah i'm i'm not a fan of that i would love it if they changed it up i really really would i i don't want a long drawn out finale i just don't i don't want little segments or interviews or any of that like i want it to be uh, suspenseful the entire time. I want them to eliminate as they go. You know what I mean? Like I, I, uh, I, I really hope they get it. I hope they get it. Yeah. <laughs> we shall see. I hear you. I, I cringe when RuPaul gets in front of a live audience. It just mm. gets weird, and <laughs> I don't want him to be like. Everybody do, say love. Yeah. All of that. All of these. Like, and then Ru doing some like you know lame choreography and everybody losing their shit it's like we have to like we have to stop she's trolling this. no she is she's, trolling yeah but like yeah. i exactly it's like just come on uh anyway we'll find out but we have a reunion next week so we will not find out anytime soon that's right mary any uh, final thoughts we already crowned our bsa of angie yeah anything else before we end i think that i am 
I think I'm going to cast my vote as I am all I am team Camden. I love Willow. You know, they're all great, but I feel like who's earned the crown in my humble and subjective opinion is my Sacramento queen, Lady Camden. From the side. I want Willow to win and I think they're going to crown anybody else. Well, Die obviously. Thought. You think Die is going to win? Oh yeah, Die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I. I mean, uh, okay. I don't think they're going to crown Dia, but you know, what crazier things have do? happened. What if they Candy do? came in second. Candy they... Muse came in second. Watch your mouth. Or what? Or what? Yeah. Well, she didn't win fifty thousand dollars for coming in second place, so you know, at least Ouch. she's got that. Yeah. Marys, we're gonna leave our episode there and finish up in nuance later. If you have any thoughts, you can reach out to us on Instagram at allrightmarypod. You can also email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com or find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright dash Mary. And if you want, I am on Instagram at Johnny also. You can also hear more of me on my other two podcasts, In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance, or Best Supporting Podcast, A Celebration of Best Supporting Actresses. And you can find more of me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, and you can get more of both of us, including Nuance, the All Right Mary After Show, where we will be continuing our conversation about season 14, maybe checking in a little bit about season two of Drag Race España, maybe tweeting out a little bit on Next Top Model. Uh, thank you for believing in us by going to patreon.com slash all right mary all right mary well are the streets paved with cheese are there no cats in america what is our last chance lip sync well in honor of uh our our rodent friend on the runway and in honor of this lip sync duet that we had uh this week's last chance lip sync is none other than the incomparable linda ronstadt and james ingram singing somewhere out there best known from the movie an american tale all right well as a once great drag queen said White pumps are the sign of a true hooker. And I love you for that. Well. All right, now let the music play. Tot scenes. Somewhere out there beneath the pale Sleeping underneath the same big sky